Hi, it's Dr. Weitz. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Private Medical Practice Academy. So today I want to talk about why do you want to start your own practice? You know, most of us at some point in our careers think, gee, I should go out on my own. I should start my own practice. And I have to tell you that the how do you start your practice really is not the hard part. The more important question, really the fundamental question that you have to answer before you answer anything else, is why? Why do you want to start your own practice? And at the end of the day, there are probably two basic reasons. Okay? The first is autonomy. Now, under autonomy, there are multiple different components. So I'm going to talk about the most obvious one first. And that is your ability to practice medicine the way that you see fit. When you run your own practice, you define how you're going to practice. When you're employed, somebody else defines how you're going to practice. But autonomy can also mean the ability to make your own schedule. I'll give you an example. I personally never took lunch. Why? I wanted to get to clinic, see my patients, be done, and then be able to go home. I had three kids, had to deal with a family and running my business, so lunch was not one of those options. On the other hand, I know a lot of people, my husband included, who always had an hour for lunch. They returned phone calls, they did their charting, whatever they did, but that was their choice. Okay? Similarly, my son played soccer. He had to go to practice an hour away on Wednesdays. I was at a clinic by 2.30, 3 o'clock at the latest so I could take him to that soccer practice. Again, because I ran the business, I got to choose what my schedule looked like. I got to choose what the intervals were between my patients. Every aspect of my schedule, I defined. So for some people, that freedom is very liberating. Then there's the autonomy and independence that comes with the fact that you manage the practice in terms of, let's say, employees. Somebody's doing a great job, you get to reward them. Somebody's not doing a great job, you define the policies and procedures, you define the employee handbook, you basically get to have the staff behave in the way that you want your practice to be run. You also get to make all the financial decisions, right? You decide, I want to take insurance, I don't want to take insurance. You decide whether or not you want to be in-network or out-in-network. I mean, there are all of these variables, but each one of them is a decision that you get to make. And nobody else has the right to tell you this is what's going to be happening. Which brings me to the elephant in the room. And the second reason that most people want to go into private practice, and that is money. Okay. Will you make more money in private practice? The answer should be yes. Okay. I will tell you firsthand, the answer is an emphatic yes. Why is that? Well, there are a couple of reasons. The first is when you're employed, think about what happens. Somebody credentials you Somebody gets you on their contracts. Somebody sets up the entire infrastructure. They give you clinic space. They give you a medical assistant. They feed you patients. They submit your billing. 
they wait to collect the accounts receivable, right? They are taking a risk. They have to put out money on your behalf until they start to collect money from the work that you've done. Nobody is in business to lose money. So the employer has to make a profit. They have to at least get back what they put out and ideally something extra because why else would they put out the effort, right? So if you're in private practice for yourself, then you are that employer. You get all the profits. The other reason that you can make more money is that you can control your expenses. You can control your payer mix. There are many more aspects of the entire process that you actually can control to make sure that you are getting the greatest profit that you can. Now, that said, you have to think about the other side of the story. And that is the what are the things that I have to consider if I do decide to start this practice? Well, one of them is that same risk that I just talked to you about, right? Because you have to essentially get credentialed, get contracted. You have to find the space. You have to find the staff. You have to get the process put in place to start to open your doors and see that patient, okay? All of that takes time and money. So you're taking on the risk. Now, yes, absolutely, you're going to get the benefit, all right? And that is why in the long run, you make more money in private practice. But in the short run, you have to at least acknowledge that you're going to have that risk. You also have to understand that it's going to take some time to ramp up. It's not like when you go into private practice on day one, you are fully busy, okay? It really is going to take some period of time. And I'll talk about that in a future episode in terms of what you can expect, how long does it take, what is the process like, etc. But understand that it's going to take some time. You also need to understand that you're going to need to come up with the patients. Even if you're an employed physician somewhere nearby and you don't have a non-compete and you're thinking that your patients are going to follow you, Realistically, some may, but some may not. And you also need to understand that you may be on different insurance panels and that there may be other mitigating factors that make it that you don't actually get all of those patients. So you have to figure out where am I going to get those patients from and how comfortable am I really going out and trying to get referrals, interacting with other physicians, and providers to get patients into my practice because that's part of the, you know, why do I want to do this? Well, I want to do this because I want to be successful. I want to grow my private practice. Well, yes, but you're going to have to put yourself out there to be able to do that. And then you have to understand that when you are employed, Somebody else is actively managing the practice, right? There usually is somebody who is the administrator. There are billing people. There's somebody who's crunching the numbers. There are all sorts of folks who actually manage the practice. When you open your own private practice, you need to take into consideration that some of that time that I was talking about earlier, you are going to have to reallocate 
to spend actively managing the practice, managing the staff, managing your financials, really looking at how well does my business run? Because it really transitions from just being, I'm in clinic seeing patients to I am actively managing a business where one of my tasks is to see patients, but another set of my tasks is actually to run this business. Thanks for joining me. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter below, and I'll be sending you tips on how to start your practice, best run your practice, grow the practice, and then ultimately be able to leverage your medical practice into multiple other businesses. I hope to see you soon.